0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. So my initial
1: review of that was just basically, if you don't mind, that it's 75 or 80% different from the book, then Ready Player One is pretty much... Wait, that might be spoilery. I shouldn't say it. Oh, hello, Town. I didn't realize the show had started. Welcome to Nats Nightly Weekly. This is our second episode of the season. Nationals just wrapped up a 4-5 and five road trip, 11-14 and 14 overall in the year, five and a half games out in the East. But they have injuries and still come back, right, Doghouse? Please tell me so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've been uh, wailing and gnashing my teeth like most other Nats fans do most of the time, certainly this season. But I, I managed to drag myself back to the, the updated uh, playoff projections over on FanGraphs, and don't worry, kids—we still have more than a fifty percent chance of winning the division, according to projections. Not much more math. than fifty percent, <laughs> but more than fifty percent. Uh, it's it's a little grim to be looking at uh, the Nats being projected right now to end the end the season with eighty-seven wins and win the division by one game. That, that certainly wasn't what we were hoping for at the start of the season. I think somebody mentioned
1: on the site earlier this week they just have to play like 20 games over 500 the rest of the way to catch up to everyone. It should be uh, Yeah,
0: it's assuming All everyone good. keeps All the
1: pace, good. which I think Mark Zuckerman just noted too. Uh, as good as everyone thinks the Mets are this year, I think they're like four and seven after starting the season 11 and one. so I don't expect these teams to be doing what they're doing right now all season, but they could surprise everyone. Nationals are coming off the road trip, as I mentioned, which started well enough. Two wins over the Mets Pen Blue game three when they had a chance to sweep there. They dropped two or three in L.A. Those were all pretty tightly contested games. Dropped two or three in San Francisco. Managed to uh, salvage a series finale out there. I'm trying to take a some solace in the fact that the offense picked it up in the finale, but given what we've seen over the last three weeks, a uh, few weeks I should say, I tend to think that might have been more about San Francisco's pitching than it was about the Nats' offense coming <laughs> through. They all seemed to come, all seemed to come through at once, which would be pretty coincidental. And Samarjo was out of there early. The bullpen was kind of put upon basically because he couldn't make it too far into the game, but. Uh, dazzling offense yesterday 15 runs 18 hits I think 14 of those runs came on two out hits which is something the Nationals haven't been able to do so far so a positive note on the end there Uh, not the greatest road trip uh, but ended on a high note got a little bit of offense from some of the backups that were in the Aaron finale Andrew Stevenson and a few other guys uh, really picked it up so ends on a high note at least even if it wasn't the best road trip
0: yeah, it, it's nice to uh, we can look at the bookends of the West Coast swing and and just forget about everything that happened in the middle. Then it's actually not so bad. Uh, uh, your, your point is well taken about the Giants' pitching. When you consider that that the Nats scored two runs in that series on uh, bases loaded walks, so you know th- this is not uh, necessarily indicative of the highest quality relief core out there. And good good for Andrew Stevenson having what was it the Four hits and a walk on, on one day. But, uh, again, a lovely performance from, from someone who is a fifth outfielder until someone else gets healthy. Um, we, we need to get the regulars back in the lineup here. Uh, I, I'm looking here at the list of offensive production in uh, from the Nats hitters, and two of the top four are people who have been out for more than half the season. Mm-hmm.
1: That's not too positive. <laughs> I did think it was funny yesterday in a uh, interview on 106.7 The Fan with the sports junkies. Rizzo was talking about all the injuries and said, you know, we don't really uh, blame the injuries, but here are all of our injuries. And <laughs> they definitely are missing some key players here. Adam Eaton sidelined. Uh, Anthony Rendon with the bruised foot. Daniel mm-hmm. Murphy still coming back from surgery. Uh, Brian Goodwin who was filling in for Eaton, he goes down with a wrist injury he's down in Florida now and still feeling pain in his wrist apparently when he swings uh, Rizzo also said Victor Robles the top prospect would uh, likely be playing left hip if he wasn't injured I hyperextended his elbow luckily didn't do him any more damage than that but he's still going to miss about a couple months most likely so I hope he didn't hear uh, Rizzo's comments which are just salt in the <laughs> wounds, essentially if you're sitting on the sidelines knowing that you'd be playing in the majors right now uh, they've got a few relievers out some regulars were underperforming it's all uh, you know it's a perfect storm basically to have them 11 and 14 so far I know everyone wants to see that this is feeling like 2015 or whatever years they didn't make the postseason after they won four of six in the last uh, four of, in the last six years. Uh, there's a good argument to make that all the things will be better when they're healthy, but we've heard that all before. They need to get those guys on the field, Eaton, Rendon, and Murphy. That's a big chunk of
0: your lineup that's unavailable right now. Yeah, it, it, it's really tough to, be, to have to sit here and say, well, look, when when things get better, things will be better. But things haven't gotten better yet. So it's it's going to be tough here watching the Nats with without Eaton, Rendon, Murphy in the lineup, watching Ryan Zimmerman hit into double plays at critical moments. Uh, that, that said, there there are certainly some bright spots. Uh, uh, Severino has, has certainly had some good abs and been doing a good game behind the plate. Maybe the competition and the time off has been better for Matt Wieters, who is actually – Merely somewhat below average so far this season, as opposed to absolutely horrible like he was last season. And Michael A. Taylor is coming through in some big, some big spots too. It's always, always fun to watch the speed game. Now.
1: The competition for stolen bases. It's fun to watch so far. Michael Taylor's still striking out a little bit too much. Uh, he's really scaring me at the beginning of the season. So I'm glad to see him pick it up over the last couple of games. Uh, he, was, he had a good road trip Was hitting some balls hard and, trying to stay positive with all these things. And speaking of positive Bryce Harper still tied for the NL lead in home runs with eight uh, leads the NL and walks. I think he has 32. Now he has 11 more than the number two person in walks in the in national league. He's fourth in OBP third in OPS. Uh, I have a little issue with the nationals who always list where Harper's ranked in OBP and slugging percentage, and then add OPS after that as if it's not just a combination of the two, but I digress, but, <laughs> But Harper went 5-27, for 27, one home run, 12 walks, 5Ks on the nine-game road trip. He did face some pretty tough pitching like the rest of the Nationals did. If we're looking for excuses for everyone, uh, DeGrom, Wheeler, and Matts in New York. Tershaw, Ryu, and Wood in L.A., which obviously those are three lefties on Harper and three decent lefties who gave him some trouble. Uh, Block in San Francisco, seven lefties in nine games. Didn't see a whole lot of right-handed pitching on this trip, but uh, – He's taking those walks. I don't know if this is like a Joe Madden writ large sort of thing where he's struggling because he's not getting any pitches to hit. Uh, We've discussed Ryan Zimmerman behind him. Uh, Team's avoiding Harper, basically, and getting Zimmerman and challenging him. Uh, Zimmerman's heating up a little bit if he keeps doing so, and they get some of the other bats back in the lineup. It might make a difference for Harper. But uh, slowing down a little bit after a good start by Harper, I still think he's going to have a pretty big year here, and he keeps taking his walks and getting on base if nothing else.
0: Yeah. Baseball is is a game of streaks. Uh, Harper's going to go hot and cold, but if people keep pitching him carefully, he'll wait for his moments. Um, he hasn't had so many big ones in the last week, but you know, his, his walk to strikeout ratio has actually fallen to slightly under two to one. Uh, his, his walk percentage is now slightly less than Michael A. Taylor's strikeout percentage at 28 versus 31. Um I, I think he's he's on his way to uh, to a very nice year here uh, in terms of off- offensive production. So I, I'm not going to be too worried about uh, people trying to pitch around him. Once people get healthy and the lineup gets filled out a little bit more, there's going to be fewer places to hide from Harper as a starter. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see him get more chances. And quite frankly, I'm I'm a little surprised people aren't challenging him a, a little bit more because. He, he will get into the mode of swinging and, and strike out a lot more than he has. Uh, he's, he's willing to spit on a pitch if it's outrageous enough or, uh, close. And sorry, he will swing at a, at a ball if it is close enough, but most of them are just not close enough for him right now. Um, when, when he's being pitched around, I think, uh, with a little bit more depth in the lineup, people will go after him a little bit more. We'll see the K's come up, but we'll we'll also get to see some uh, some more outrageous rockets. I hope hmm. and broken bat ones, hopefully too. Because still
1: not quite sure how that ball went out, even though I now have seen videos of uh, Barry Bonds and a few other people do the same thing. Still impressive when you see it. Uh, some of the bad news from the road trip. Uh, Sean Kelly, a pitcher I like uh, personally as a, as a guy. He seems like a good guy out there. Uh, he wears a horse head, and who doesn't love that? But uh, <laughs> on the ZL, he joins them too. Ulnar nerve irritation. I've been of the opinion essentially that ever since uh, what was the 2006 postseason when he was out there at the end with the nerve issue in his elbows that he couldn't feel his finger at the ball, which is probably kind of dangerous when you're a pitcher. Uh, he leaves the game the other night. Plans on the DL, Rizzo and Davey Martinez have both talked about the sixth inning or a bridge to the back of the bullpen being an issue for this team right now, which we've seen once the starter's out of there and before they get to the big three, they've had some issues. Uh, healthy Kelly, I think, could have fit there, uh, even though his durability, as I mentioned, definitely a question because I basically wonder if he's been healthy since that issue. Uh, he's got bone chips in there. Every once in a while they move around and hit on the nerve, as Rizzo explained yesterday. Uh, they said they are going to handle him carefully. They tried to do it. It's still an issue. Uh, Rizzo also said we need to find a bridge to that seventh inning. In the sixth inning, uh, he said, I think some condi- candidates have emerged that are going to help us. Looking at the 25-man roster, Carlos Torres, Trevor Gott, Austin Adams, not exactly some wiped-out pitcher there. Even though I really like what I've seen from Trevor Gott. If nothing else, the uh, movement on his pitches has been pretty impressive so far. He's still throwing in mid to high 90s. Uh, I like his arm. Not too sure about Austin Adams' tendency to walk a lot of batters. Carlos Torres is a veteran who could give them some innings there, but I think that's an issue in there. I think it's been an issue. Uh, Kelly going down, if he had stayed healthy, I think could have fit that role, but what do you do if you're the Nationals going forward? Is this Matt uh, why Rick on our site was writing about going out there and finding some cheap middle
0: relievers to fill those holes, but what do you think the Nationals do now that Kelly's out of the mix? Well, I, I think that's, I mean, you, you cross your fingers for someone emerging from the minors and I, I'm not sure I, where I see it in the depth there uh, or, or you go out and get somebody because really the, the bridge to the seventh inning is the starter. And this is, this is the combination of that softness <laughs> at the bottom of the rotation that, that we've talked about last week that you need to get production out of those four and five spots in the rotation. You know, and that's, that's the starter making it through six so that this is less of an issue and you can either use the big three or you can use more of your pitchers and match up and, and uh, concentrate more of your available relief effort into a smaller uh, amount of outs and maximize your chance of getting through there without, uh, without giving up runs. You know, this, this is not the nuclear rocket brain surgery here. Um, it's just you know, the, the, the bottom of a rotation is not terrible, but it falls off pretty sharply as you go from Max Scherzer to Jeremy Hellickson. Who, what a pleasant surprise for a low end pickup at the bottom of the rotation. Uh, if you you need one of those two, either the middle relief or the bottom starters, to give you a little bit more production than we've gotten, and you combine that with some of the Nats' bad luck on injuries and run sequencing and when they score their runs and you end up with the current, not fun to watch situation. the
1: one guy in the minors that I did have my eye on was Wander Suero Uh, added to the 40 man roster this past winter. Uh, He's been around for a while. He put up good numbers the last couple of years. I think he's 26 years old now. So a little old uh, to not have debuted at this point, but he was dealing with some injury issues. I was just Googling around. All I can see is that he had a side issue, which you know, could be oblique, could be anything. They're not giving much detail from what I've seen, but he's been back for a few games now. He's made three appearances so far at Syracuse. I uh, gave up three runs the first time, two scoreless after that. I think he's a guy, if uh, bullpen struggles continue, I wouldn't be surprised if he was uh, brought up and you add him to the 40 man mm-hmm. and obviously you're going to use him at some point. So, I wouldn't mind seeing him come up and get a look to, more than anything just because other than spring training, I haven't had an opportunity to watch him too much and I kind of want to see what he has, uh, what I've seen in spring training I've liked, but maybe that's one possibility from within the system. Uh, you also talked about the fifth starter. Uh, we should also mention A.J. Cole traded again. I'm sure they're going to reacquire him soon, just like last time. Uh, Rizzo took the sports <laughs> junkies this week. His stuff didn't play up like we thought it would out of the bullpen. When you get out there and you're giving up runs and you're not helping yourself or your teammates, we thought it was time to make a roster move. Obviously, he had no options left, so he was exposed. Uh, They ended up making a trade but the Yankees. uh, Player to be named later or cash considerations. Uh, It was reported as only cash considerations, so I'm not sure if there's just some – he was speaking uh, extemporaneously and misspoke or if the possibility of a player to be be named later is there. Uh, It hurts the depth sort of to lose Cole – uh, he was giving up hard contact and home runs. So, uh, Helixson filling in that spot now. Below him, Rizzo name checked Austin Vos, uh, who has a 0.96 ERA, 2.76 FIP, 0.96 walks per nine, 12.96 K per nine at 18 and two thirds so far. also mentioned Eric Fetty, one of the top right handers in the organization behind uh, Helixson, if Helixson doesn't keep improving. Uh, I liked Helixson in that second start in LA. I still think there's a ceiling on him. Uh, he's probably a good fit in that fifth spot if he can stay healthy but the depth isn't too big down there either I asked Rizzo this winter about that Uh, if I framed it as uh, some names that fans in the nation's capital can follow if they want to know who might be coming up he named he named two of their draft picks from last winter last uh, June so I didn't see that as too much of a positive uh, response as to the depth but both is back up after a rough year last year. Fetty is healthy. He was throwing hard in spring training. So there's some depth there if they need to go there, but not going to be H. A. Cole to kick around anymore.
0: Yeah, it's it, it hurts to lose the depth, but like you said, he was out of options. Uh, he's not doing anyone any help being on the roster. So you exchange him for, you know, immature or struggling pieces that are down in AAA right now and it, it's really not too much difference uh Hellickson, as you pointed out perfectly serviceable in his last start but the only problem being that he's he's not giving you the innings and if you're struggling yeah. in the middle relief you you're you're going to have that that black hole between the good part of the bullpen and uh where your starter runs out of gas I don't want to just basically (laughs) rehash Rizzo's entire interview with the
1: sports junkies, but once a week thing, he tends to talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, He talked about the fact that when you're playing with a depleted roster, like they are, you can't make the same mistakes. He maybe could when you're at full strength and can make up for a lot of it. He talked about the the, uh, speed on the base pads, which is something we mentioned. He said, that's part of our DNA. We're able to manufacture runs by running the bases aggressively. Michael A. Taylor and Trey are great base dealers. Eaton when he's in the lineup can do the same though with his injuries to his legs. I'd prefer he probably didn't this year just to keep him as healthy as possible. But uh, he said, we should have a team that runs the bases very well. Manufacture runs, but we don't want to run into outs. We want to stay aggressive and do things and push the envelope and make other teams worry. Uh, we saw uh, uh Davey Martinez has shown a, a, a love of the safety squeeze so far, which is a little different for national teams. I think he's doing it a little too often at this point. It's pretty much every time there's runners on first and third, he seems to be going for it. That's going to get picked up in the scouting reports pretty, pretty quickly. But we've seen the Nationals run into a few outs in close games that really have cost them, and you just can't be making those mistakes. They have a good team, some guys that can run, but you have to also be smart out there on the base paths, or you're going to end up hurting yourself.
0: Yeah, I think here we can just hope that, uh, that Davey is watching and learning. Uh, you know, he, he's worked for uh, some very clever people who probably taught him how to watch and learn. So I, I think right now, as much as I'm not the biggest fan of bunting, there's a place for it. And if people are going to give you the squeeze play, take it until they stop giving it to you. Uh, it, was, it was especially gratifying, what was it, I think, uh, Turner put one down against uh, in that first game in the in the Dodgers series, and no one covered first, so you got a single yeah. out of it too. Uh, that that's putting pressure on the other team and making them make mistakes. It's not going to work every time, uh, but it's it's a way to get some runs when you're struggling to sequence your hits and score with people in scoring position, uh, and maybe latch on to some of those intangibles that that you know we we can't measure with stats and get some confidence into the team and just do something entertaining for the fans. Not that that should be the driving force because ultimately winning is the most entertaining thing of all, but uh, the Nats haven't been running into any dumb outs last week. So that's, that's a third of the season. So they must be definitely improving. (laughs)
1: I mentioned 11 and 14 as they come home, I think it's a 10 game road trip. I didn't count the games when I was just looking at the schedule to see who they were playing, but it doesn't get much easier just because they're coming home, Arizona, 17 and seven coming in first place in the NL West, Pittsburgh, 14 and 11, two games out in the central. And then you got Philadelphia, 15 and nine, a half game out in the NL oh, East so far. I think they <laughs> that might be one of the bigger surprises around baseball. It isn't getting as much coverage, uh, they're home. They're off for of that road trip. Unfortunately for the Nationals, they, they come home for those 10 games and then go right back to San Diego and Arizona, which is kind of brutal. But uh, they're going to be home for the next week plus. Uh, you got to start picking up some games here, get closer, get back to 500, and then start making, some, uh, making up some games in the division. They got a nice matchup with the Phillies there where they can chip
0: away a little bit against the number two team in the division that's that's currently, what, six <laughs> games over 500? I don't know. Strength of schedule, we're kind of getting hosed here. Yeah. Uh, th- there are some real situations here where teams have been over and underperforming in weird ways so far in the division. Um, I-, I can point to where the Nationals have had a lot of offense that hasn't worked out because it's happened at the wrong time in the game. It hasn't happened with people on base or it's happened too much in one game to completely overdetermine determine that 15-2 win uh, against, against the Giants. But the talent is there. They're producing well despite the gaps in the lineup and on the roster because of all the, uh, all the injuries they've had so far. Things could turn around. Uh, there's plenty of baseball left to play in this season. The weather is turning around. So I, I intend on this next uh, next home stand to get out to the get out to the ballpark and enjoy myself. So I'm starting tomorrow night. I
1: think I have to wait until the middle of the month. I think that's the next time I get a chance to go down there. I'm I in that Yankees series though. It'll be a good look to get down there for the next one. Uh Strasburg versus Zach Godley. I think that's his first name. Zach Godley tomorrow night. If uh, the Nationals don't win right away, I got his name right, it's Zach Godley. At least Max Scherzer's pitching in four days, so he can stop whatever sort of losing streak they've built up at <laughs> that point. But 7:05 tomorrow night, 17-7 and 7 D-backs in town against the 11-14 Nationals. I think that's it for this week. We'll try to go out on a positive note. Strasburg's definitely going to shut the D-backs down. That's nightly, weekly. It's brought to you by federalbaseball.com. Any closing thoughts there before we take off, Doghouse? I think you should stop jinxing is what I think you should do. There are no such things as jinxes, (laughs) or so I've been told, in spite of what the jinx fact says for the federal baseball. uh, We'll talk to you next week. We'll try to find a day when the Nationals aren't playing and do this again. Thank you for joining me, Doghouse. This is Nats Nightly Weekly
0: signing off. Talk to you soon. Go Nats.